Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of season three of the Toward Light podcast. Last episode, I talked about how the insight in our practice includes the insight into seeing the three marks of existence. The other capital T truth or capital I insight that we see in our mindfulness practice that is foundational for clearer seeing is the truth of kama or karma. Kama is the Pali word, karma is the Sanskrit word. Karma is the truth of cause and effect, the truth that every action has a reaction, the truth that we reap what we sow. Just like with the three marks of existence, there are things that get in the way of us seeing karma clearly. The first is that it's not A to B. So we don't always take an action and immediately have a consequence. Or we see people causing harm and getting away with it. So we don't necessarily see the effect of the action the way we think we should or would like to. One example of this is the leader of my former sangha has continued to teach the Dharma and have people study with him. So from the outside, I don't see the consequence of his actions. His original permission to teach was revoked, but he's still teaching. So I don't, from an external perspective, I don't see what consequences he had to the actions that he had taken that led to the sangha disbanding. For me, this is where the idea of rebirth or multiple lifetimes can be useful because I don't always see the cause and effect in this moment, but I know that it carries on in the next lifetime. So that works for me. That doesn't work for everybody. Another reason that we don't see karma clearly in our lives is self-preservation. We're a survival animal. We are a creature that is just trying to survive. So our mind wants us to look good. We don't want to get kicked out of the tribe. So we minimize our negative actions because we don't want to see them. We don't want others to see them. So an example would be addiction. I remember when someone would be like, oh, how many drinks have you had? And I would say, oh, three when really it had been like 10, but I was trying to make myself look better. And I was not taking ownership of my action. So then the next day when I was sick and I wasn't seeing the through line of, oh, I I drank so much that now I'm sick. I was like, oh, well, but it wasn't that bad or whatever story I was telling myself and others. Another thing that makes it difficult for us to see karma are big problems. When things are so big, so global, universal, we can absolve ourselves of an ownership or feel like it's not our responsibility. So for example, climate change. I can't see the direct result of what happens when I turn on my air conditioner, but I know that due to air conditioners on the planet, that now we have a depleted ozone layer. So I don't want it. I don't want to be hot. 
so I don't hold on to that cause and effect or I I make that problem so big that like it doesn't touch me or something. But it does. It touches all of us, of course. Part of our training in seeing comma is so that we can take more responsibility for some of these bigger things. Another big problem is racism. And as a white person, I can sometimes not work on being anti-racist or not focus on it or not pay attention to it because I'm privileged in this culture. Ruth King says, we're all created equal in this cellular system, but we're not all treated equally in the world. And it's important for us to look at what we've been a part of co-creating. What we see happening in the world right now are karmic blooms. They're the result of past actions manifesting. The hatred we see, the harm, the ignorance, the discontent, it's all a result of past actions, which really is inviting us to look at the actions we take now that will support a biosphere of well-being because what is left unfinished is reborn. This emphasis that she puts on the importance of our actions now so that we can support a biosphere of well-being is really important. But we can forget this or we can look away. We can ignore. I mentioned these things that get in the way of us seeing karma. How can we see it? There are some easy experiments we can do. Perform an act of generosity. See how you feel after. Sit down and truly ask your body what it needs in the moment and do it. My body usually needs a drink of water. See how you feel after you take care of your body in that way. Or let go of something. Maybe it's an object, an idea, a person, whatever. But practice renunciation and see how you feel after. These are some ways that we can see karma, that we can actively cultivate the seeing of cause and effect. When we hold the truth of karma at the forefront, we take deep responsibility of our actions and work to be deliberate and unhurried so that we can take wise, skillful action. Ajahn Sachito says, Karma is based on the understanding that regardless of whoever and wherever we sense ourselves as being, we can do something good in this moment. And so knowing that you've been doing something good by listening to the Dharma in this moment, see what action you can take in the next moment and take responsibility for your actions so that, as Ruth King says, we can have a biosphere of well-being. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.